It is not even about who is right or wrong because I don't know. But sometimes, comrades, taking time to listen and to tolerate the other voice and opinion works better for an organization, especially this one that is still at a young, at a young age. Man, before you God. Let me move to more serious issues. Five years ago, this is what we said when we set forth in our journey. And at that time when we set forth, there were many who said it will not last. Like people say about marriages. Nishate, kubeke ililililili. Kani chonga ngaku bachi kutule nosia yanzubano, ayuzo lastane. So the point I'm making is that even when you set forth, they said, I don't last alone. So it's up to you. Is it going to last or is it not going to last? It is not for me to tell you what the score line is. Because if I give you the score lines, I just be relying on newspaper headlines. It is for you to close the doors. Look one another in the face and tell, tell each other what you see in the mirror. While it may be easy to blame the mirror, more often than not, the mirror simply relays back what you are. Of course, you can try, but it never changes the results. I often do. When the mirror shows me, I now have a growing bulge. I say no, it's just high-definition image. And that was former General Secretary of Kosatu Mbazi Mashiloa speaking on, uh, rather, at the second elective conference of the South African Federation of Trade Unions that's underway in Boxburg. So for a quick update, we join on the line now by our reporter Samgele Maseko. Samgele, good afternoon. So perhaps if we can just start uh, from what transpired yesterday at the beginning of the conference and also where we are at right now. Very good afternoon to you, Sakina. In essence, what is happening right now at the COSATU Congress is that they are still deliberating on the suspensions of the COSATU NOPs by Zelizu Mavavi and the NEC of the Federation with NUMSA, the biggest uh, the biggest union within the Federation with, with, with 286 voting delegates to this particular Congress. Let me correct that it was 296 voting delegates to this particular Congress and working with SAPU and FAO which constitutes about 60% of the voting delegates of this Congress are saying that the suspension of those NOPs, four NOPs, was unconstitutional by the NEC of the Federation and by the Mawazi. They want them reinstated. What is happening now, they are deliberating on the ballot paper as they deliberated on this particular matter throughout the night and reached a consensus that it must be voted upon. So they will be voting on this particular motion. And as this stands, they have not even voted on the issue of leadership and they will not be able to make the deadline of nominations for the leadership of the Federation, which is at 3 o'clock. They have not even started voting on this particular motion on whether it was constitutional or unconstitutional for the suspension of those four NOPs. But the crux of it is that they will be voting on the matter. Whoever wins this particular motion will indicate who is winning the Congress. The former General Secretary of Kosatu, who worked with Zelenda Mavavi, which is in Bazima Mashilo, was saying that SAFTU today resembles the very essence of why they ended up leaving Kosatu, 
which was a battle of personalities rather than ideology and the issues facing workers. So, Samkele, if we uh, can, just perhaps for the benefit of those who may not have been following this story, uh, just explain what are the current sticking points with regard to the leadership and why Zwelinzi Mavavi uh, was suspended and also just where that particular situation uh, finds expression in this particular conference. Zwelinzi Mavavi was essentially suspended by the NOPs of the Federation, the four NOPs, which he subsequently ended up suspending himself and reversing through the NEP of the Federation, is saying that he was accused by NUMSA and other other unions within the Federation of misabusing and abusing the union's credit card in order for his own use, which they say that raised up to over 90,000 rand and that he was unaccountable for some of the finances of the Federation. And in essence, saying that uh, these are some of the grounds that Zelensky Mavazi should be suspended. He went on to say that there is a purge against him, which is being pursued by Nunta, and there is a clear fallout between himself, which is a clear fallout of personalities in the words of the former General Secretary of Kosatum, Bazima Mashilowa, in saying that uh, Ivan Jim and, and Zelensky Mavazi should go back and see what transpired within Kosatu and relook and see where they are today because it resembles exactly why they left Kosatu and today they're at loggerheads with one another and saying that it was very disturbing for him to see a, a trade union leaders suspending one another, particularly heading up to the Congress of this particular federation, which is in essence its second, uh, its second Congress taking place after their first inaugural Congress took place here five years ago. So in essence, it described a picture of a federation in some way with one another in saying that with the delegates he spoke to, delegates said that trade union leaders and, uni- and leaders within the federation are more obsessed about politics of the day rather than addressing issues facing workers. And just finally, Samkele, uh, what can we expect uh, to unfold uh, as the day progresses? What will ultimately happen within the next hour or two is a delegate the 707 voting delegates which are here will vote on the motion whether it was lawful or unlawful to suspend the NOPs and if those NOPs should be reinstated. Munsa's motion which was put to Congress was that it was unlawful for the NOPs to be suspended and that these NOPs must automatically be brought back to this particular Congress. So they're voting on that issue with 707 voting delegates, but Munsa has an issue with some of the delegations of the unions that are here saying that some unions have not paid up their monthly subscriptions to the Federation and should be excluded from the voting world. But as it stands, NUMSA is working with FAU and SAPU, which is about 60% of the voting delegates to this Congress. Sam Maseko, thanks so much for the update. Our reporter at uh, the uh, conference there and keeping us up to speed with the latest developments. So for a more nuanced perspective on what is currently taking place, we join on the line now by NUMSA's former Deputy General Secretary, Carl Kluter, who served the union for 33 years before resigning two years ago in 2020. Uh, Carl, thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Good afternoon, Sakina, and thank you for having me. Carl, first off, uh, let me just get your uh, sentiments, your thoughts on what's currently playing out in Boxburg. Well, Sakina, I have uh, done some um, opinion pieces on what I think constitutes a crisis in the trade union movement. And um, I guess what's uh, playing out in the soft to second national 
Congress is uh, a continuation of a trade union movement uh, in a crisis. Now, let's just unpack that in terms of what would lead to a crisis of this magnitude within a trade union federation. And as you say, uh, you've written a few opinion pieces and uh, quite eloquently spell out uh, some of the crises here. Um, You know, uh, one that particularly stood out for me where you talk about, uh, and I quote, leaders of the working class state out loud their hatred for greedy bosses and they argue each according to his needs about but crass materialism is their daily diet. You also talk about things such as um, the each one teach one, where it is uh, the uh, basically the responsibility of union leaders uh, to teach and uh, uh, pass down the knowledge that they have to others and skills, but that is not happening. So let's talk about some of the issues that you identify as uh, contributing factors to situations currently playing out in Boxburg. I guess the arrogance of uh, the bureaucracy in the trade union movement has become really out of touch with uh, the ordinary member, the rank and file, the workers who are paying the subscriptions, who makes it possible for the union bureaucracy to earn a salary every 25th of the month. I think that workers' control and internal democracy is uh, sound bites and it's few good slogans that uh, trade union leaders use uh, to hide behind um, their real desire uh, for and the lust for power, absolute power, and thereby controlling the unions. I think that, for me, is a central plank in the problem uh, confronting the union. The the second one is an absolute social distance between union leaders and their members. I mean, the union leaders, um, they operate and uh, perform their tasks and duties as if they are chief executive uh, officers of uh, corporate companies. No longer do you find them um, amongst the pain and the hardship of workers. And I think that unless workers take control of their own unions, there will be a continuation of a downward spiral. Carl, more pointedly to that particular issue that you raised there um, uh, lastly, is, of course, and, and it's a question that I have asked over the years many times, when it comes to union subscriptions and the investments that union uh, uh, trade union federations have, how do these actually benefit the union members? How do they benefit from their own money? Well, I think that union investment companies have become a money-making scheme uh, for those connected to the top leadership in the unions. Uh, for those who are out to make millions out of the misery of workers. Uh, One has yet to see concrete, tangible benefits that uh, investment companies would have delivered uh, to its own members. And uh, I think that the union movement would have to do introspection very hardly 
on the question of whether it is the business of unions to be in business. And unfortunately, there's a golden opportunity for the SAFTU Second National Congress to address uh, this question head on. But unfortunately, it has come down to uh, the squabbles that we see today. Uh, but uh, perhaps that's a convenient decoy if you look at it in a certain sense because uh, one of the points you also make is about the silence and, and silence, for example, around money issues. Uh, so if we don't talk about it, we don't discuss it, that means uh, nobody has to know, firstly. And uh, secondly, we don't have to explain ourselves. I mean, um, in one of the articles you speak about uh, a Sepawu where they had more than 4 billion rand in assets and now that was whittled down to just about 1 billion and they failed to explain where the 3 billion rand went. I think it's very difficult for leaders with conviction and commitment to speak out. I want to make a typical example of how four uh, leaders of NUMSA got suspended um, in NUMSA for speaking out against the NUMSA investment company. Now, that's, the, that's what you earn for uh, being honest, for being open, for being transparent, for letting the membership know that something is wrong. How ironic then <clears throat> that NUMSA would suspend its own and then come into a Congress to complain about suspension of four NOBs. I think it's hypocritical, and uh, to say the least, it is uh, fr- flagrantly dishonest, I think.